Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. You may be seated on this 63rd Independence Day of Nigeria. I have a present truth, prophetic word, and instruction to the church in Nigeria. And it is also a word of hope and encouragement to all Nigerians generally. And I've entitled it, Subduing Nigeria by Faith. Follow me in your word to Hebrews chapter 11 in the scriptures. Hebrews 11, and we're going to be looking at verses 32 and 33. Paul is writing a hall of fame of faith by revelation from the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And he's doing a survey, if you like, of the Old Testament saints. And he's given a lot of examples, given about Abraham, Enoch, and all of that. He comes to this place, talks about it, Rahab, and, you know, he said, what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, I would include Isaiah, Hezekiah, Elisha, Elijah, so many, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouths of lions. I'll, I'll, I'll take verse 34. It's not in my text, but I will take it. Quench the violence of fire. He's talking about Shidrach, Mishkan, Abednego. Escape the edge of the sword. He's talking about Daniel and, and Mordecai and, and Esther, because I'm going to be talking all about all these people. Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiance in fight, and turned to fight, flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life. He's talking about the Shunammite woman, you know, and others were tortured. We don't have record of some of these people. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. My key verse here is 33. It says, who through faith subdued kingdoms? I would say through faith, we can subdue kingdoms. And it is through faith, we will subdue Nigeria. Give a lot of clap offering, somebody. Nigeria, at the moment, is in a very difficult economic, social, and political condition. The elections of last February have been contested in court and the courts have upheld the elections and some of the people are even saying they are going to go to the Supreme Court. As we all know, the Labour and NLC is threatening to strike. I believe that with the President's speech this morning and possibly another meeting with them later today and maybe tomorrow, which is also a public holiday, they will be able to resolve that issue. However, having said that, I want us to know God has given me a prophetic word. 
see, when we say a word is a prophetic word, it predicts the future to a degree, and it is also instructional because the scripture says the prophetic ministry is typified by the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times and what Israel ought to do. The word ought there is very important. It means most of the time Israel is not doing that thing. So the prophets are sent by God to come and tell the church, today is the church, what they ought to do so that God's purposes for the times that have been revealed to the prophets, the sons of Issachar, might come to pass. We've said this over the years, but it bears repetition today because it is contextual. And it is this, we are not led by prophets. But do we need prophets? Most assuredly, yes. Why? Because prophets will bring confirmation. We are led by the Holy Spirit, the witness of the Spirit. But many times, that leading is not clear to us. It's not confirmed to us. And we have, we have a, a, a glimmer, a little bit of an understanding. It's a witness of the Spirit. So God will raise His prophets to use the Word of God. And the majority of the part of the prophetic office, of which I have been a part to some degree, you know, I don't use a title. You know, I, I, I don't think it is wise to do that. Uh, I don't think there's any of us on the earth at the moment that is standing in the fullness of the prophetic office. Uh, I know that's my personal opinion, but I have it based on scripture. Uh, if you're looking at prophets in their full ministry, you're looking at people like Moses. You're looking at people, and I'm going to be talking about that in a minute. People like Elijah, Elisha. You don't see any prophets like that on the earth today. Kenneth Hagin of blessed memory who was probably one of the most developed and advanced prophets on the earth while he was still here, made a prophetic utterance in 1979 in March in John Osteen's church. Not this Joel. Joel is the son. John is the, was the dad of Joel Osteen uh, 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 in Lakewood, Texas. And I was privileged to get a copy of the tape. I was in Nigeria. You know, when this thing was done, I was still, I hadn't even been born again. I got born again around April, May, around my birthday. You know, this was in March. But that later that year, uh, uh, you know, God took me to England. I went to Imperial College and I got born again through the Holy Spirit. Then I got the tape. So it was the same year in 1979, you know. And um, Kenneth Hagin prophesied, you know, that, um, I'm just paraphrasing because of time, a mighty move of God is coming to the earth and that men will stand that, you know, the, the Holy Spirit has been given, but the end is not yet because, you know, we haven't yet entered, I'm paraphrasing, the fullness of the Spirit. He says some people get born again and that's where they stop. Others get born again and then feel the Holy Spirit is speaking tongues, but then they go back into the, the cares of this world and they go back into the natural. He said, but some move on into the deeper things of the Spirit. And at that time, 1979, he said, you've only stepped in knee deep. He said, but that's in 1979. That's 40, 43, 44 years ago now. He said, but they, they're going to move further and they will move from a knee deep to a waist deep. Then from a waist deep to where the water will cover them so completely submerge them and he said water being a type of the spirit then he went on to say this he said that 
and men will stand in the office of the prophet. It hasn't happened yet. I know it's in front of us. In the full measure, not in the partial measure as I have. Kenneth Hagin, in my opinion, was one of the greatest prophets on the earth in this last generation. If you're looking, say, from about 19, he'd gone into prophetic ministry in the 19, late 40s into the early 50s. After he came across E.W. Kenyon's books and he began to pray the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that's when he entered into the into the fullness of the prophetic office. Oh, well, not the fullness, but he entered into the prophetic office and then he began to get revelation and he got a series of visions of Jesus that, in my opinion, and I keep putting this thing out, if anybody has a contrary opinion, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment, you know, and tell us where you have found a prophet that is greater than Kenneth Hagin so far. You know, Jesus appeared to him in a series of about 10, 15, 20 visions over a 30, 40 period of time. Of all the visions of Jesus I have heard, and I've heard many men of God, A. Allen, Jesus appeared to him. Oral Roberts, A. Jesus appeared to him. T.L. Osborne, Jesus appeared to him. Many of them, but none had the experience of Kenneth Hagin, where Jesus would appear to him and teach him from Scripture for one and a half hours, for two hours. All the messages Kenneth Hagin has preached, you can have what you say, you know. Uh, this thing I'm teaching now about the prophet's ministry, you know. Jesus taught him. Jesus taught him. Why? He deposited so much into one man because he was going to lead a complete generation. And in his faithfulness, Kenneth Hagin faithfully wrote it all down and passed it across. We wouldn't know if Kenneth Hagin did not write those things down truthfully. So in my opinion... He is one of the greatest prophets of this generation. Even when he was here, he didn't use the title prophet. He would tell you that he was operating a prophet's ministry and that he had a prophetic anointing on him when he's in a meeting. And I was, in, I was privileged to be in some of the meetings where Kenneth Hagin would be ministering, you know, uh, because I went to Tulsa both in 1980 as well as in 1981. And I was privileged to be in one of some of those meetings, you know. And he would say it. He would say it publicly. He would say, the prophetic anointing is here now. I'm ministering under the prophetic anointing. And when he's not there, he would say he's not there. The man was so honest. Let's give Ken Hagen a clap offering. So honest. So honest. I remember one evening, you know, I was in Tulsa. This was 1981, you know. And they had this... Um, conference of faith ministers that time his son-in-law his first daughter's husband Buddy Harrison was still alive he too is dead now he's gone home to be with the Lord and they brought up ministers from everywhere Kenneth Copeland was there Ed Dufresne you know um, 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 Fred Price of blessed memory John Osteen I mean all the top faith ministers were in that conference and Papa Hagen was there and there was a woman there who was called Jean Wilkerson. She was an elderly woman. She was older than Ken Hagen at that time. She's probably dead now too, you know. And I will never forget it. I will never forget it. She got up and began to prophesy about the Soviet Union. Talking about true prophets. He called it the evil empire. And that their leaders are going to die one after the other. And the evil empire will be crushed without firing a shot. It happened. It happened. You know, Andropov and Gorbachev and, sorry, not Gorbachev. What's the name of that guy? Um, uh, Brezhnev. 
he was then, then you know exactly the woman was there. And by 1990, Gorbachev had come and the Soviet exactly. But in that same meeting, after Gene Wilkerson, I can't remember the exact order. It was either before or after Gene Wilkerson ministered. Papa Hain gets up to minister, and he's ministering, and he says, you know, the, the prophetic anointing is here, and he wanted to minister. Then they sang a wrong song. I can never forget it. The Rhema people, you know, I don't know. Kagan said, you sing it. He says, you, he said, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He said, you sing the wrong song. He just grieved the Holy Spirit. He said, the thing lifted. And I remember we were there for another one hour trying to get it back. It never came back that night. Remember, Kagan said, you know, we'll just teach the word. <laughs> so there is a prophetic anointing. There is a re I've seen it in operation. And I, yet not I, but the grace of God, which is with me, I've operated it to a small degree. It's not, you know. So when Ken Hagen said, men will stand off in the full measure, which is what I'm going to be talking about this afternoon, you know, it hasn't happened yet. We have men who are prophetic anointing, but none of us yet, as at this today, this October 1, in the year of our Lord, 2023, has on operating in the full measure of the prophetic anointing or the full measure of the apostolic. And that is what Nigeria needs. So prophets don't pre they don't they don't they're not they're not sent they're not fortune tellers to come and tell you your fortune. What they do is they preach like I'm doing, they teach like I'm doing. And they prophesy, like I do sometimes, you know, the purpose of God for individuals and for the church that will confirm, that will clarify, and that will amplify the leading the Spirit, the, the spirit of God is already given the saints. So the, the, the saints are not being led by, by the prophets, they're being led by the Spirit of God, but they certainly need the confirmation the clarification and the amplification that the prophets bring so that they can intelligently, in faith, act upon that confirmation, clarification, and amplification and therefore prosper in the purpose that God intends. That is why the Bible says, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established, and believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. So, with that foundation and background, I bring you a prophetic word. The problems Nigeria are facing now, is facing now. And I'm not going to localize this to Nigeria. That's why I call it subduing the nations. But I said subduing Nigeria. But the Bible says subduing kingdoms. That would be subduing America. It will also include subduing Saudi Arabia. It will also include subduing Iran. It will also include subduing India. There are some very, it will also include subduing China. There are some very strategic nations on the earth right now that Lucifer is trying to use his princes. The Bible talks about the prince of Persia. Just as there's a prince over Persia, there's a prince over China. There's a prince over Iraq. There's a prince over Iran. There's a prince over India. There's a prince, you know, over America. These demonic princes are trying, they are trying to... Uh, um, Cause those nations to do things that are not in the will of God. To cause disruption in the world. So that this gospel of the kingdom cannot be preached to all nations. So that they can, you know, postpone or delay the end coming. 
Satan knows the Bible more than most Christians. Most Christians are expecting the, the, the rapture tomorrow. Satan just laughs. And his principalities, they don't take, they don't take some people seriously. But some of us, by the grace and the mercy of God, he knows we know. So what he's fighting is to make sure we do not grow into the, what Kenneth Hagin prophesied. The, 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 you know, the, 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 the office of the prophet in full measure, which will be the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It doesn't happen yet. And he knows that if we get there, and we are going to get there, we will break his hold over the nations. He knows that. And all the things he's trying to do through the nations will fail. He knows because he has experienced it in the past. And I'm going to give you a litany, a list of what I call subduing kingdom saints of the Old Testament. And here we go. Joseph, Joseph represents a apostolic ministry. See, Joseph wasn't an apostle. All these ministers were not around by the time of Joseph. But that's the unction that was on him. We're going to look at him in more detail soon. He subdued Egypt by the wisdom of God through faith. The Bible says, who through faith subdued kingdoms? A whole empire. The most powerful empire in the world at that time. One man with the prophetic anointing, the apostolic anointing. God raised him up and he subdued that nation. We're going to look at him in more detail. I'm just going to mention the list now. Moses subdued Egypt by the power of God through faith. Pastor William talked about it when he was leading the prayers this morning. What, what God did in Egypt has not been replicated since. But we're going to see it in this end time. Portions of it. Subdued it when it looked totally impossible. Elijah and Elisha put them together because it's actually Elijah's anointing that was given to Elisha. It was a double portion. Subdued Israel and Syria through faith. Israel was in idolatry. They were worshipping all these funny gods. God raised up Elijah, a man of intercession and prayer. The Bible tells us the secret of his power. He said that he leaned and he put his head in between his knees. Through, all prophets are intercessors, but not all intercessors are prophets. I'll tell you two distinguishing features of a prophetic ministry. Because, like I said, I, I do not consider myself to be a prophet in full measure, and I certainly don't use the title, you know. But I do have a measure of a prophetic, I have a prophetic teaching anointing. So I can tell you from experience you, you cannot, if you're, uh, the prophetic ministry, intercession is an integral part of it. If you do not spend time in intercession and prayer, you will not get the revelation that makes you a prophet. You'll be talking from your head. So, you know, all prophets, all true prophets are intercessors. All true prophets preach and teach prophetically. They don't just prophesy alone. The prophecy is occasional. 
If all they, if all you just do is just, you know, speak in tongues, you know, and prophesy or tongues and interpretation and prophecy, then the only time you operate in the prophecy is when there's that anointing and then you prophesy. Which is the misnomer that the church has. That, oh, you know, when they say, thus said the Lord, hey, the prophet means, that's occasional. You might not, you might do that now, you may not do it for another two months. Then so what do you do in between? You preach and teach by revelation, which came through intercession. In fact, when Jesus appeared to Kenneth Hagen. That same, it's, it's, it's in that chap book called a Hospital. It's called, the chapter is called The Hospital Vis Visitor. That, um, I believe in visions. He taught him about the prophet's ministry because Kenneth Hagen had made a mistake and put his teaching ministry above his prophetic ministry. Then he gave him this definition. And it's, it's spot on. He said, for one to stand in the office of a prophet, number one, he must have the call of God on his life. That is, God must have called him to the ministry. He said he must have a minimum of two of the revelation gifts in his life on a consistent basis. He didn't tell him which two. He just said the two of them. Over the years as I, yet not I, but the grace of God is with me as I have developed, I understand clearly what Jesus told Kenneth Hagin. There are three revelation gifts. The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge and the discernings of spirits. The discernings of spirits is actually a carrier gift. It, 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 it doesn't operate in isolation. It, it, the ability to see, to hear, or to smell in the realm of the spirit, which comes in the form of a vision, you know, and in that same uh, uh, um, time, Jesus taught him about three types of visions. The open vision, the spiritual vision, and the trance. Now, all those are different manifestations of the discernings of spirits. It's not discernment. Discernings of spirits is seeing. That's when you have a vision into the spirit realm. You can see, you can have a vision closing your eyes. That's called a spiritual vision. Then you can have a vision where your physical senses are temporarily suspended, like a trance, which was what happened to Peter on the, on his, in his house when God brought the message about Cornelius. Then, you know, then you can have an open vision where you, your, your eyes, you're not sleeping, you're not in a dream. You can also have it through dreams when you're sleeping, you know, discern of spirits. You have a dream like Solomon. Then you can have it just, you know, you're, you're awake, you can see everything, you know, like the one he had in the hospital. He heard Jesus' footsteps. In the, he was in the physical, but he heard it in the spirit. When Jesus came, he thought he was a nurse because of Jesus, Jesus was wearing a white robe, you know, and some type of sandals. He said that in the previous visions, Jesus was barefooted. He said, but to this day, he came with some sandals, you know, or, you know, and, and then Jesus took a physical chair that was next to his hospital bed and sat down on it and then decided to talk to him. That's an open vision. In other words, you are seeing in the spirit realm and the physical realm simultaneously. It's the highest form of vision. So, in that vision, Jesus told him, he said, for a person to be a prophet, to be operating in a prophet's office, he should have at least two of the revelation gifts in his, in his ministry on a consistent basis. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service 
and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.